Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, an investor, and professional wrestling aficionado. I like the graps. I'm a mark. I'm a mark over here. How you doing? Hopefully you're doing well. It's rainy here in India as I record this. Mailman just came to my door. They're coming earlier these days. I think the routes got switched off, which is cool because I used to get my mail like at 7 p.m. It would just drive me nuts. And now it's coming super early. Are there cards in my mailbox? I don't think so. I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to hold out and grab cards that I truly love and desire. How are you doing on your buys? Are you buying everything like a, a, a madman or a mad woman? Are you holding out? What are you doing? I think that's something we always can question here in the sports card hobby. There's so many opportunities, so many things that look cool on a regular basis. And the hardest part that I found is holding back and restraining yourself. I have a ton of ground to cover in this episode. We're talking football, we're talking basketball, we're talking infrastructure and the hobby, some changes, auction house stuff. We got a giveaway. We got a giveaway, so make sure you listen to the end so you can be a part of that giveaway. Don't do too many giveaways too often. I don't like to run gimmicks, but I do run gimmicks if it's with a partner that I trust. And if you're out there and you're listening and you want to partner up with Stacking Slabs, what do you got? What are you bringing? I'm very selective. I'm like, um, I'm like your card collection. Scarce and limited partners. Scarce and limited sports cards. I like to align myself and my brands with people that I trust companies that I trust and companies that align with the narrative and the story that I am trying to bring to market. More on that soon. It is Wednesday when this episode drops. As always, I don't change that. Consistency is king in the hobby, baby. Are you being consistent? Check yourself. But as I drop this episode, I am thinking long and hard about one of my favorite times in this, the year, and that's happening on the other side of the, this episode drop, and that is the NFL draft. I am so fired up. I love the NFL draft. I am a junkie. I, I don't watch college football like I watch the NFL. Um, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I kind of watch them and then everything else surrounding them. But I, I tend to, especially in the buildup, get really in the weeds with talent, talent evaluation. I like that part of the NFL. I like that part of the business. I like um, how one team could look at a player differently than another team and how the, uh, the stock of certain players changes. I like last-minute updates, last-minute changes. We saw Kansas City and the Ravens make a big boy move, which I think is good, right? We all watched the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think the Chiefs can afford to let their most valuable asset and probably the most valuable asset in the NFL take too many hits. So I think you give up a little draft capital. You get a big boy on the blind side to protect Patty Mahomes to make sure he's standing tall and making sure his card prices 
continue to elevate. I love the NFL draft. I'm excited. Obviously, I watch it from the Colts' perspective. They're my squad. They're my team. Two big needs for us. Not a lot of needs outside of that, which is good. I think we've got a solid football team. Obviously, we need some tackle help with Anthony Costanzo retiring last year, so we're filling that void. Needs some edge rush, little edge rush. So I'll be watching in on Thursday, like all of you, and I'll be trying to figure out what we're doing. But this is what I can tell you. I trusted my GM. I just saw, uh, uh, I can't remember. I should have done some research before this. Looking at me coming so unprepared for my episode, but there was a recent list of uh, NFL GMs ranking and my my GM, Chris Ballard, was number one on that list, um, which was awesome to see. He's just a bright mind. I mean, anytime you can bring Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson on your squad in one draft, and then last year, same round with Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. I mean, guy knows what he's doing. So I don't really question his work. I trust in him. But I am excited because this is the start, baby. NFL season is rolling in the card prices in the NFL there's so much momentum, and that excites me. I, I love the excitement and the momentum around football cards. There's a lot of people that say, you know what, I'm holding off. I'm waiting until the NFL draft's over because I think there's going to be a dip and a decline. Cool. That's great. I don't typically forecast dips or trends or stuff because things are changing so dramatically. But what I can say is I sit here and record this episode I just am not sure. I think football cards are um, kind of took that next step. And there's just, uh, people love speculation. People love uh, football. And I think people have this, uh, are focused in on quarterbacks too. And I just, quarterbacks run this thing. um, And then look at the, the rookie, look at last year's rookie. I mean, Joe Burrow, I think before he got hurt, Everyone saw this kid's a stud. I can say that. Um, situation in Cincinnati, I think he, he needs a little bit of help, a little bit of support. That's what the draft is for. Um, we'll see what Cincinnati can do. Justin Herbert, obviously, he is the uh, hobby heartthrob of the football card market right now. Um, you know, he's got those California locks, he's got that laser rocket arm. Uh, he looks like a, a, a monster out there on those powder blues slanging the ball around. I don't know about his team. I think his team uh, needs a little work, but we'll see. Um, and then Tua, man, it was like a lot of momentum around Tua, and then that declined a little bit. They brought in Jacoby Brissett. But I think without question, you can say that there are three solid quarterback options in last year's draft, and the momentum from them going into this season is evident and present. You have quarterback galore hype coming in this season in this draft, and that's only going to add to the momentum. I can tell you right here, when I sat last year and I watched the draft, there was a lot of excuse. I miss Jalen Hurts too. Man, what am I doing? I love Jalen Hurts, but what are they doing in Philadelphia? They're saying there's a quarterback uh, content or uh, co- there's quarterback controversy. There's going to be a competition. I mean, come on now, Philly. (laughs) I think Jalen Hurts is your guy. Um, But, you know, you've got all these quarterbacks from last year. You've got these quarterbacks coming in. You've got young, talented quarterbacks, Josh Allen, um, you know, Baker Mayfield. I'm 
hopeful for Carson Wentz. Obviously, I've gone all in on him. And I've gone all in on him not because I'm trying to make a ton of money and say, hey, everyone needs to go buy Carson Wentz cars. I am a Indianapolis Colts mark. That's a fan. I'm a mark for the Colts. I want to believe. I want to collect Carson Wentz cards because I like the prices and I believe in the situation. You need to be the evaluator on your end. Don't do what the market says. Do what you do and do what you believe in. It's that passion that you can have with your team, your quarterback, and your situation. And that's what I think a lot of people are doing with football cards, and it's making people happy. I got to drop in Kyler Murray because he's my other guy. He's definitely another young and exciting quarterback that is making football cards go round and round. And, man, I didn't even mention the Goliaths at the top with Patty Mahomes, Tom Brady. Look at what Peyton Manning's cards are doing right now. Football cards, baby, and the draft is going, and I'm really, really excited. There's been a lot of decline on the basketball side. Let's flip the script and go NBA. And I am not an alarmist, and I'm not one to say everyone needs to be careful with basketball cards. That's silly. But I think it is important to call out some things that are actually happening at the top. You've got LeBron's Topps Chrome PSA 10 that has gone down over the last three months, 14%. So it's now down to 24K. Steph Curry's has... uh. PSA 10 Tops Chrome has gone down 41%, down to 50K right now. And if, if there is a population dis- discrepancy there, right, the LeBron James um, has 2,095 copies of that in the 10. Steph Curry has 60 copies there, so there's the, the discrepancy on price. And then the Luca uh, Prism PSA 10 down 31%. It's a thousand, 1,080 right now. So why? Why is this happening? I think like a lot of people have talked about this, but I think basketball has been running nonstop since the bubble. Short break for the draft, back at it. And I just think people are worn out. I think so much was tied into the basketball, basketball cards, basketball card products. So much of the activity with grading was revolving around basketball cards. Um, that has changed dramatically. You then take a step further and you look at the product, like who's playing right now? It's the dead period. It seems like a lot of people are resting up. A lot of people are just waiting for the playoffs. So that that is causing a decline. I think like this, I mentioned last week, and I got a lot of messages on this, that the, the momentum around Prism basketball right now is not there. It is not what it was this time last year. That is undeniable. Seeing less cards, seeing less speculation, seeing less excitement. And I sit in my seat and I'm looking at it and I'm like, huh, is this because people can't buy into breaks, rip packs, and pull all these cards and then go send them off to grading and then go try to make their money back? Is, it, is that why we're seeing less momentum? I don't know, but I think it's a, it's a um, compelling event that we all need to look at. And I think we need a question. And I think the more we question this, the smarter operators we will all be. While it might seem doom and gloom on the NBA side, it's not quite all doom and gloom on the NBA side because what happens in any thriving markets? Things continue to that go up must come down. So I think we are not in this industry and in this market, it is not ever going to be a, a, a market that's not going to have any volatility like there are going to be ups and downs and what i'm seeing is that 
most of the ups and downs tend to be with cards that have a lot of copies that are mainstream in nature, that are the cards that everyone's flashing around. What doesn't do what doesn't uh, dip as much is those solid cards with fewer copies that have significance. So that I think, and anyone listens to the listening to this show, they understand that that you all understand that. Um, and I think just the hobby is getting a lot more intelligent with where we're putting our money, and I think that's a good thing. I don't think it like we can consider the base card era or the junk slab card era like over because there's I you still see stuff and you still th- still things sent still see things selling, but I can say it is nowhere near what it was this time last year, and I think that is something that we all should think about. Although a lot of players are out, a lot of people sitting out. A lot of people waiting for the playoffs. I have had my popcorn ready, and I am staying up way too late past my bedtime watching my favorite player in the NBA do his damn thing each and every night, and that's my man, Steph Curry, playing like an absolute maniac. Have you been watching this guy? It's insane. 72 threes over the last 10 games when I, before, before last night when I record this. That is crazy. He has people back in chase now. He's got fans. I mean, you. This is this this is someone who I've been talking about for the last six months because I couldn't wait for him to get back from the industry. This is special, and he gets lost in the shuffle a little bit, and that's okay. But I think right now, what he is doing on this campaign is he is standing out. He's standing in front of everyone else. And he is looking at every other player, every other team. He's looking directly in the face of every fan in the NBA and saying, what I do is unlike anyone else and no one else can ever do what I do. And let me tell you right now, I'm a, I grew up watching Reggie Miller. I never thought anyone was more clutch. There was a better shooter. I just I didn't I could didn't think it was possible and I was so I gravitated to Reggie the Boom Babies just the the choke artist the the Hicks versus the Knicks the shot against the Bulls I mean that's the that's the fuel that kept me going as a Pacers fan for so many years and then Reggie retired and you know Ray Allen definitely excellent shooter we got to see Ray Allen ball out. I have not gravitated to another player since Reggie like I do Steph because of the shooting and because of the clutchness and because of the absurdity. I was talking to my wife about this last night. I said, hey, 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 Kate, like last night, Steph Curry had fans back and he still balled out. And look at these shots. And I put my Instagram up. I was like, look at these shots. It's crazy. I go, this is like Reggie Miller on steroids. And that's what it is. So what I'm going to say right here on Stacking Slabs is Steph Curry, MVP conversation, put him in there. And you know why? Take Curry out of the mix. All of the controversy, everything that has happened there. You had Clay going down. You got Wiseman going down. You take Steph Curry off that team, how many games is the, are the Warriors winning? Not very, not very many. That's what I love about Curry is he's so good and he's, willing his team into the playoffs. That's what his job is right now. And it reminds me so much of Peyton Manning post-Super Bowl just 
trudging along and putting the team on his back and just winning these games. So what I got to say right now is if it's, if the NBA product isn't as sexy to you, if you're getting burnt out a little bit, find the Warriors and watch Curry go. God, I'm getting fired up. All right, so I want to jump into just the hobby. I want to jump into the structure. I want to jump into the categories. I want to jump into it all. My mind and my work brain is so focused right now on storytelling. We are launching our company in June. I'm building our story, building our narrative. We're talking about where we fit within the marketing technology landscape. If you look at Scott Brinker's marketing technology super graphic, it is wacky. So basically this guy organizes all marketing technologies into categories and then plots companies that fill those categories. Now, this industry has just kaboomed like the cards just dr- so dramatically over the past 10 years or ever since I've been working in this space. The graphic was, I'd say it was just a graphic 10 years ago, and now they're calling this thing a super graphic because it's completely insane. So I look at what I'm doing professionally in the market that I'm serving and just the categories and the solutions that fill that space, I'm looking at that. And then I think about the hobby and the opportunity and how we need to be thinking and talking about the different areas that help serve our market and our industry. And you can think about, I'm just off the top of my head, I'm thinking about things into these categories. You've got the manufacturers, you've got distributors, you've got Marketplaces like eBay, you've got grading companies, you've got fractional groups, you've got breakers, you've got, and there's so much more that I'm not even mentioning. You can, you can say like social platforms, you've got all of these things. Now within each of these categories, you've got technology that needs, that exists or needs to exist to help create more efficiencies in the hobby. We're living in 2021, everyone. The time is over with to take band-aid solutions that aren't meant for our industry and piecemeal them together to create something that kind of works. No, like we don't need that anymore. What we need is innovation. We need to bring in solutions in each of these categories that are going to help things run more efficient. And at the end of the day, it's going to serve a better experience for you and me, the, the collective, the people in this market, in this hobby. And that's why I was thrilled, absolutely thrilled to see PSA acquire Genement and plug Genement in as a solution that is going to help a piece of their process, okay? We're aligning strategy, process, people, and technology. So when Nat, I'm sure, walked into his new company He is doing a current state evaluation of all of those things. What is our strategy? What is our process? Who are our people? And what is our technology? Now, an evaluation of all of these things and trying to build alignment with all of these things, I'm sure Nat looked and like any smart operator did, said, well, you know what? On the front end of this process, there's an opportunity to run things a little more efficient. And in my evaluation of this industry, there's a company called Genement that I think will help eliminate some steps and allow more efficiencies, which in turn will lead to a better experience for our customers. That's my 
evaluation of what I think is happening. So what I can say is that I told everyone when Nat stepped into that seat, everyone should just be patient, smart operator, proven in the technology space, passionate about the market, passionate about the experience in sports cards. Just let him get to work. And man, is he not? Is he getting to work? He is already making a move on the acquisition side. This is going to be the first of many. And I think as me, as a fan of technology, as a, as a fan of customer experience, I'm sitting back and I am fired up about all the opportunities and everything that's going to happen and everything that's going to drop to allow for this hobby to operate more efficiently. So change is good. Adapt to the change. Be a fan when you see news like this because I think it's going to mean all good things for us on the other side. Hopefully, you're liking the weekly rip. I'm pouring a lot of energy into those uh, that newsletter dropping each and every Friday. If you want to sign up for the weekly rip, go to my bio in, on Instagram, hit the link, drop your email. This week, I talked about women in the hobby. Shout out women of the hobby, um, that handle. Shout out Christina for last week's episode. Tons of great feedback on that. I touched on the gentleman acquisition. I talked about Mealy Pops, man. You guys watch that stuff? You watch that Pokemon freaking deal? I, I, this is my take on it. You can care about Pokemon or you cannot. Do whatever you can. But the fact that Jamil let everyone in on the inside to watch that transaction is powerful. And we need more content like that in the hobby. Real, authentic, watch me, watch me get to work. The more we can see that, the more transparency is going to exist. And I love it. And shout out my man, Ryan Card Collector 2. Again, I highlighted that. Justin Herbert, RPA, poll, all good stuff. I want to get into auction houses. There's so many auction houses going on and there's so much happening. And it seems like for a short period of time, Ken Golden and Golden Auctions were it. And I know they weren't it, but he had done such a fantastic job marketing himself, his company. You got the PR news coming in and everyone's glued um, to their phones watching the each and every Instagram live that Ken's spinning up and each story. And I appreciate it. Like I've talked about this on this podcast. I'd rock a Ken Golden Golden Auction jersey to the national. I'd rock the hat, you know, sponsor me up, baby. Um, but what I can say is like what his job is do, he's a marketer. He is trying to do whatever he can to get people into the golden funnel, get them focused in on those cards, and get them sold at the highest prices possible possible. So I appreciate the hustle. Good for the hobby. What I appreciate even more is competition and healthy competition. And man, we had a bomb drop this week with PWCC um, in their premium auction that is going to launch. And I think this is a great thing. It's extended bidding. It's going to be for items 50K or higher. It's not going to be on eBay. It's going to be on the PWCC Marketplace website, 10-day auctions. And I, I just like this. I like how PWCC is taking a step back and they're saying, okay, King Golden can do this. So, so, so can we. So can we, we've got the brand identity. We've got the brand recognition. And I'll tell you this, you know how I know PWCC has it? Because when that news dropped, there was legitimate excitement in the hobby. People were fired up because people fuck with PWCC. People trust PWCC. And I think that's a really, really 
good thing. You've got this entity that people like it, probably because it's just they can run, you know, buy and sell through eBay, big audience. It seems natural and normal. But then now they're taking a step back and providing a service that people have obviously proven that people want and people desire. And I think that is fantastic for the hobby. And I'm fired up about it. And I think, you know, I have over, I've, I'm like, I'll, I'll just say 0 for 18 because it's, use Peyton's number, but it's about 0 for 18 over the last six months trying to win these rare Peyton cards at PWCC auction. I, although I've lost a ton of auctions in a row, I still go to PWCC because I know they're bringing the heat and they're bringing the fire in a category that I love, and that's Peyton Manning cards. So I'm really excited about this. I think um, there are so many options and uh, outside of Golden, and I think we should explore and 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 use them all. Golden, PWCC, Leland, Heritage, Mile High, like go out and search. And I know it can be overwhelming, but I think you start. And I've talked about this on um, I think this show or other people's show that go out and don't just like go be overwhelmed by all the listings. Take your cards, your top five list of cards that you're searching and go to each of these sites and search and see if your cards are up for auction. Go, start there. Start there. And then through that process, you'll start to educate and learn about these other auction houses. Quite frankly, if I had the time, I would try to find a way to build a solution that brings the listings of all of these auction houses together in one place. There's an idea for anyone listening, but I think that's what we need. We just need to give these auction houses all time. We need to watch what they do and support them at all costs because what this means is really good for the hobby. Gotta have competition, baby. I am in prep mode. And when I'm in prep mode, and for whatever reason, I can't get the Lion King Scar song, Be Prepared, out of my head. You know that part where he's just like the biggest heel of all time? And there you've got all the uh, hyenas just, ever in the elephant graveyard and you got the fire and Scar, you know, singing his damn song because he just took over Pride Rock. You know, that he he is a heel, man. That guy, go watch Lion King back and tell me that, you know, out of all the villains in Disney history, Scar's, Scar's got to be at the top. I mean, he's a murderer. Like, come on. I am not, but I am being prepared, much like my friend Scar. And that's, I'm being, I'm preparing for the Dallas show, baby. Who's going to the D? Let's go. And what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to understand my situation, trying to understand what I want to do, and I'm really excited. I mentioned at the top of the show, or maybe last show, I'm mostly going to Dallas. I want to meet people. I want to meet you. I want to, hang, I want to just say what's up, hang out, have a good time. I want to embrace the hobby. I booked my stuff for the national, but it seems like there's some uncertainty on national timeline. And if the national gets moved to October... I'm not going to be able to be there because I'm having a baby girl in October. There's a, I'm about to, the, the plug is about to be pulled for me to be able to, to do anything. So it's, I've been, you know, I've been operating in quarantine for the last year. And then there's a small window of, okay, I can go do stuff before baby comes. So the D is one of those things that I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the D. And so I'm preparing myself. What do I want to do? And I think anyone should be thinking about this as you're preparing to go travel. I know Miami's coming up, but Dell's is coming up. You're preparing for a card show. Don't just go in blind. Go with a plan. And what am I doing? I am trying to conserve some funds right now because I want to have cash on hand 
just in case there's something that pops up that I need. I want to bring some cards, but I want to have rules on these cards. I don't just, because I don't want to regret. So I tear out cards and say, okay, let's bring some Kyler Murray cards. Because if I bring these three, is there opportunity to use these three or four or five to go consolidate into a bigger card? So that's my mindset, and that's how I'm thinking about walking into an overwhelming experience, undeniably, like Dallas. People are going to be juiced. People are going to be fired up. This might be the national for the year. Who knows? But what I know is I'm not going to get stuck. I'm not going to let excitement take over. I'm going to be diligent. I'm being prepared, and we've got to build up. i got a month right now, a month to prepare to make sure that I go into that that uh, uh, event show. I'm at a loss for words because I'm so freaking excited. I'm just there's gonna be NBA playing stuff going on. The draft is gonna have happened. Football cards. Like, what is that show gonna? What's the theme, baby? I don't know, but I'm not gonna get caught up in the mess. I'm gonna be prepared. So if you're going to the show, shout out. Let's go. All right. So what I want to say here is we got a little giveaway, huh? You guys like giveaways? Guys and gals, you like giveaways? Well, I am partnering with, you know, my favorite team in the hobby right now, and that's the Card Ladder team. And we are giving away one free year from Card Ladder to one of you. You've been waiting, you've been questioning, you haven't quite signed up yet. Well, this is your chance. So, this is what you're going to do it's going to be a, a one week deal. So, if you're listening to this episode, the winner is going to be announced next week, okay? And this is what you have to do to enter the contest. You know you got to follow Stacking Slab. So make sure you're following me on Instagram. You're going to do, you're going to, you're going to post. And in your post, you're going to post a card that you've recently bought. And in your post, you're going to tell the story of why that card means something to you and why you bought it. Post a card you just bought, tell a story why it means something to you, and you're going to tag at Stacking Slabs and at Card Ladder in the post and also use the hashtag. It's a special hashtag because I, I want to use the hashtag because if I missed, missed the, the post, I want to be able to hit the hashtag at the end and look at everyone's and then select a winner. So the hashtag is Stacking Ladder. We're bringing Stacking Slabs and Card Ladder together. Stacking Ladder. Use that damn hashtag, okay? So let me recap. Follow Stacking Slabs. Smash that follow button. You're going to post the card that you bought. You're going to tell a story. Use your words. We want to read those words. I, I, I like stories, so I'm just giving some pro tips. Talk to me about stories. Talk to me about purpose. Put some passion into it. Post that card on IG. Tag at Stacking Slabs at card ladder and use the hashtag stacking ladder and next week i'm going to pick a winner and that winner is going to get one free year of card ladder the best platform known to mankind (laughs) can't you tell i'm excited about it i had christina on last week all right rounding out here i want to talk a little bit about uh you know, grail chasing. I put out there, think about your top grail. It's probably a safe search that lacks the blue dot. 
what would you do if it popped up? Look at your PC. The measurement for desire is sacrificing cards you love for the chase. Have a conversation with yourself. Be prepared. It goes back to what I talked about with preparation for the Dallas show. I think this is the most important thing we can be doing right now in the, the sports card market and the hobby. Preparation. I've talked about my collection and I love my collection right now, but I know I need to sacrifice some of these cards if I want to get move up the ladder and grab some cards. So I think we just need to start being open to change in our collections and making sure that we're curating the best collection possible for us. I know it's hard. I'm a collector at heart. I don't like to give up stuff, but I start to look at it and I'm like, man, what can I be doing? How should I be doing this? And when you've got so much money tied up in sports cards, you know you need activity and you know you need to start changing things. And I think that is really, really important is being open to change. To me, the, when I see people that are having success in the hobby, they're having success because there's more activity than most other people. And I think that's just something that I want to call out because I think we should all be thinking about that. I'm not going to leave an episode without talking about wrestling cards and wrestling a little bit. I just want to call out Andre the Giant, PSA 8, sold this week for $5,500. That's awesome. Hogan cards are going nuts. Things are moving. And I think with that, there is just tremendous opportunities if you're into wrestling, not necessarily going out and buying everything that's hitting all-time highs this week, but starting to build themes and ideas around guys and gals that could be popping off over time. Wrestling cards, I think, in comparison to any other market, have probably had the biggest year or one of the biggest years in the hobby, and I think we're just getting started. I really think there's just so much passion in the community of wrestling fans and card collectors. I, I've referenced this, but the if you go on Twitter, the interactions in, with wrestling card collectors is so strong and so transparent and so out in the open. So I think about opportunities and just that market excites me because I'm a wrestling fan. I, I'm loving what's happening on AEW. AEW, we're waiting for that upper deck license. We're waiting for that news. I'm excited for that product. I'm excited for just the fans getting back into the arena. And I think fans getting back in the arena is only going to cause momentum around a area in the hobby that's gaining some traction. So shout out to all of my wrestling card collectors and degenerates out there. I want to close off with this, and it has to do with my collecting. Collecting is a beautiful thing. We develop a desire to chase. We develop excitement when we acquire. Throughout this habit, we develop camaraderie with strangers. And they say it's going to burst soon. <laughs> Hard to deny all of this passion. I believe we need to support everyone. We need to support the growth of this hobby. And we need to block out people who have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Because they're not in it like we're in it every day. It's a belief. It's a passion. The passion fuels this hobby. I'm more bullish and more excited about what's happening with sports cards than any other market that I've studied in my career as a marketer. 100 straight up. Don't let any naysayers ruin your hobby experience. 
because we have something very, very special going on right now. And we need to continue to pour excitement and energy around what's happening because it's it's only gonna it's only gonna continue the momentum and it's only gonna continue to be an escape for those who treat it as such. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget there's the giveaway. Participate in that giveaway. Stacking ladder. Follow me. Tag card ladder and stacking slabs. Post that card. Tell us a story. Picking a winner. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. And I will be back on Friday with a hobby hustle. And it's a good one. I got my man David. Guess the grade. We're talking about grading. Take care. Take care.